I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, my friend, it is about pet crimes. Pet crimes? Yes, because a pet crime just happened to me in my own home. Oh. And I feel like I need to talk about that right up front so I don't carry some weird pet crime energy with me throughout the podcast. Okay, please. Tell me about the pet crime. Now, your cat and my dog are, they both do bathroom crimes. Yes? True. Yes. Uh, Your cat is a tub licker. She's a tub licker and a floor pooper. (laughs) My dog is um, a leg licker. Oh. Just fresh out of the, when you're fresh out of the shower, my dog likes to lap up your sweet leavings on your legs um oh yeah that's a little bit i would say that's an equal crime as like you know a a floor pooper or a tub licker um that's my water (laughs) that's my juice so we we try to discourage this from my little dog but he's very sad currently because this is the second time another dog has bit at him and he has a little he has a little her paw and so I got, just got out of the shower right before recording, not 15 minutes ago. Got out of the shower. Got the towel going on my hair. My long, luxurious quarantine hair. And uh, I feel a little tingle. A little little licky-licky-poo on my legs. And I <laughs> almost shriek. I look down. And my dog is looking at me. And what he does is he starts shaking he puts his small paw that is wrapped in a little bandage just on my calf and looks up to me and says, don't say anything. Just stay right there. And then I just let him lick my entire calf. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I couldn't say no. Well, he was hurt. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Now he's actually sitting outside my door screaming at me because... Uh, he wants the, he wants to do the other one. Yeah, he wants... <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm actually walking around with one really dry leg and one really wet leg. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you got to let me have both, of, both sides hey, of the popsicle. I got a taste. Now let me have all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of popsicle... um. The the popsicle man was the ice cream truck came around. I didn't know that was still a thing. Yeah, I had heard one a couple weeks ago, but I didn't catch it. But yeah, apparently was, uh, the ice cream man's out there. You know, he's yeah. uh, making sure everyone's keeping six feet apart, but still getting their sweet treats. Yeah, a a horde of children was following him. <laughs> they weren't buying anything; they were just following. It was very just cute. So excited for anything to be happening in their lives that wasn't their parents. <laughs> You know what else happened in our lives, my friend? What? This episode of The X-Files. It did happen. It did it! (laughs) I don't know. The first half definitely didn't really happen. It was very bad. I disliked it greatly. Uh, So we're going to probably talk about it minimally 
Uh, yeah. Can you give us that description, please? Yeah. Uh, so this is season nine, episode ten, Providence. Frustrated by the FBI, then helped by the lone gunman, Scully takes matters into her own hands to track down the kidnappers of her son. <laughs> I like that energy you just put in there. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta spice it up. It was not very spicy. What I did like about this episode was I watched it while eating some leftover shawarma and a nice mm. apple. Oh, you got the salty and then you got the little sweet, huh? You got it. You gotta have the salty and the sweet. Yeah, mixy, mixy matchy. Um, <laughs> are we at least halfway with this season of the X Files? Oh yeah, this is. We're certainly at the halfway point now. Oh, thank the Lord! It's just I, I can't, I can't fathom where it's going to go from here. <laughs> I was not stoked with where it went today. No, frankly, don't like the path that we went down. I really love when you start a show and you're like, oh, a desert, and then it says Gulf War. And you're like, whoopsie, doodle. Oh, boy. Now, this, okay, we start with some Desert Storm action. Mm Mm-hmm. And some Bibble talk. Yes. And a man who we knew from last season? No. No? Really? Is he a new character? Is this a new character? He's from last episode. Last episode? When was he? Oh, wait. The okay. guy that's the head of the UFO cult? Yeah, I thought... He's... I, what, wasn't there another UFO cult and he was the head of it? Oh, there's been so many, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy we just met last episode. Dang, dude. I thought I was so smart. I'm like, that man is from the other UFO cult, like, last season, uh, and I remember. But are you just telling me it's another old-looking man, white man, who just is, happens to be part of a UFO cult? I 100% thinks that's, think oh, that that's the case. No. His name is yeah? retired Lieutenant Colonel Zeke Josepho. Oh, that does not... <laughs> Does not ring any bells, huh? <laughs> nope. What is with these old dudes starting UFO quotes? I don't know. I just feel like this whole show is culturally bankrupt. Boy. So this 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 UFO cult man, he has said that he was in uh the Gulf War and uh he uh he died? Um, yeah, and- well, his whole crew died, but he didn't die. He was left alive to witness the super soldiers, the angels of God. Oh, oh, they were super soldiers. Yeah. Oh. And uh, and then he became a, a believer. Yeah. Yeah. Now this this brings me to um, a little a little theory that I have. Okay. You know how we talk about that big nom energy? Yeah. Is there, uh, are there people in the media today that have big desert storm energy? Oh, absolutely. Can I throw out a name for you? Yeah, please, 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 please. Uh, Drew Carey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, anyone with that haircut has big desert storm energy. Right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Is it the jarhead haircut? Don't know. Is it the, like... (laughs) Kind of nice guy, but he's a little nasty boy inside. Maybe he's got some yeah. big desert storm energy. <laughs> you just look at someone and you're like, mm, "Desert fatigues" is a a look that you would work. 
Do, is there anyone else from uh, media that you can kind of pin with some some Desert Storm energy? Oh, I mean, just like literally every political pundit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they're all <laughs> oof. They're all nasty boys. Look, I would prefer the host of uh, not Wheel of Fortune. What's the other one? Uh, Wheel of Fortune. No. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> I got. I got confused because it has the big wheel, you know? It's got yeah, the big wheel. Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. And you uh, do get a fortune. The price is right. price is right. You know what? Hey, Drew has got to have known someone high up in the government to get that job from Bob Barker. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because of the war crimes he did. Sure, Probably. sure. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I think Bob Barker had big... I was going to say nom energy, but I guess I'm going to go with Korean War energy. Yeah, I think 100% Bob Barker <laughs> was definitely in the Korean War. No Maybe question. a little bit of big D-Day energy, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm so upset because I had a whole thing about knowing this guy, but this is a completely other character. Anyway. I'm so sorry. Uh, he started a UFO call because he saw God and super soldiers. Now, yeah. Brad is back, baby, with <laughs> the biggest caller I have ever seen, ever. Yeah. It was He's got a fashion sense. Large and in charge, my friend. <laughs> I wrote that he is too handsome. Yeah, he's too handsome, hey? Like, he's just... Yeah. He's gotta be stopped, frankly. He's, like, chemically handsome. <laughs> now, Brad is heading Baby Watch... I was going to say 2020, but this was, what, 2002? 2002. Baby Watch 2002. Yeah, he's in charge of getting the baby back. Baby back, baby back, baby Baby back, back, baby back. You told me not to do it last time, so... (laughs) (laughs) But Scully, Uh, Scully don't trust him. No, Scully doesn't trust him or anyone at the FBI. She's half sure that they're the ones who took her baby in the first place. She thinks the whole big's a big whitewash cover-up, and she's not having it, and she can't believe that Skinner's not on her side. She also do the big whispers. They do do big whispers, yeah. So, so many. Frankly, there's a moment where everyone has been whispering except for Brad. And Monica Reyes is in the Haas capital with uh, Doggett, next to Doggett. And everyone's whispering. Scully's whispering. Monica's whispering. The fucking monitors are whispering. And a, a fucking phone rings. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah, Doggett's in a coma, which is fun <laughs> for him. Man, why is it? Is it the X Files are like, man, we got too many characters. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. They're like, gotta put one right in a coma. We gotta, we gotta put one on retainer. Can't I guess we can't like just have them off screen at some points. We gotta just show they're gonna be either kidnapped or in a coma, my dude. Listen, if I can't hang out, it's because I'm in a coma. No, you're on the turlet. <laughs> that too, that too. So, Scully is going to do a separate uh, investigation, separate from Brad's investigation. Because like you said, she don't trust the FBI because Mulder says trust no one, right? Mm, yeah. So she trusts the three weenierest weenies we've ever seen on the x-files with the gerblins yeah but you i mean just look at them you know they don't have anything to hide you know they don't have anything going on either yeah they're like their whole 
selves. They are not hiding a single thing about who they are, and that's how you know you can trust them. Do you think in 2020 the lone gunmen would be vloggers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they would have, like, a YouTube and a Twitch and... I would I would subscribe to that one. I would like and subscribe, yeah. I would love them to, like, you know, do the food challenges. Oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> like, watch the three gunmen, the lone gunmen eat the hottest spicy ramen uh, in the world. And there's, like, a really good thumbnail of um, R.L. Steingerblin, like, barfing. It would be great. Yeah, and then there would be, like, they're, like, three men masturbate in a one big bed ASMR video. <laughs> That's on Pornhub. That's on their red tube. Oh, it's on their OnlyFans. Um, the Gerblins say that they hacked inside the phone company uh, to find the phone they put with the baby. True, they gave that baby a phone. <laughs> So, so are they gonna just like call it, and William's gonna answer it? Hello, hello, hello? it's me, William. <laughs> hello, it's me, William. I, I've been kidnapped. <laughs> I'm in Alberta, Canada. You're gonna take me to the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> please, <laughs> please. I don't understand. Is how did they hide the phone on the baby? They put a phone between his like car seat and blankets. Oh. They slipped a they slipped it in there. They used sleight of hand. Um, Could you imagine a baby using a flip phone, my dude? <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. You know what? Put that in Boss Baby too. Oh. Oh, Boss Baby had to have used a cell phone. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't know. Haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm about to get there, actually. I'm about ready for some Boss Baby, some mindless action. I did watch both Trolls movies. <gasps> did you love them? Yeah. I really I really did enjoy them. I mean, they're just, like, fun animated movies, but my favorite thing was um, they have so many, like, knitted and woven textures and stuff in them yes. that obviously is really my jam. They're so pretty and fuzzy. I really like them. Yeah, I just want to curl up inside one of those movies. They're, like, ASMR for my eyes. <laughs> yes. Um okay. Now I uh I think I was making lunch um over the next couple scenes, but I left okay. it I left it running thinking like I'll be able to figure out what's going on because frankly pausing in X-Files feels like a crime because it feels like the time spent with X-Files on in the room um, needs to be kept to a minimum. So what happened next? Okay, so Brad finds Monica in the chapel, and he's like, I didn't expect to find you here. Remember how we used to fuck all the time? And she's like, I want to help you, but I can't because Scully doesn't trust you. And so he says that he knows something, but he's only going to bring her along to find out what it is if she gets tells him the information she gets for Skelly. So they go to see the man who tried to kill Skelly in her home. Um yeah. and he's also in a coma. And um he <laughs> has a like scrap of handing out comas. You get yeah. a coma, maybe you and you. Wait, why is he in a coma? Cuz Skelly shot him so many times. Is that what happens when you get shot? Yeah, you get shot three times center mass, you're in a coma. Okay. That's the law. Okay. Coma laws? You don't know coma laws? No, I don't. I'm not a coma lawyer. Oh, well, I, uh, 
you know I am. So I graduated <laughs> summa cum laude. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Al, the one thing you did miss in that scene was the very buff Jesus. A buff Jesus? Yeah. Monica Reyes was looking at... Uh, oh, yeah, hanging out. I don't know why they won't show his dick. <laughs> Do you think when Jesus got crucified, his dick was just straight out? I don't know, but here's the thing. Okay, if I could take oh, you to uh, the notebook for a second. Wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Do you think they crucified his dick, too? What? Do you think they, do you think they took that thing? Like do you think there's a little cross in his downstairs? Do you think that t- took that thing between his legs and just nailed it right right on there? Were his balls like the arms? Because <laughs> <coughs> frankly, like crucifixion yeah you're just kind of sitting there you got a little you're just hanging there you're hanging out and it you doesn't have like, arms though you got arms yeah i guess so it you gotta have like, an x-axis but hey what if they you know <laughs> excuse and maybe, me and maybe that's and maybe that's why every church has buff jesus with like a little sarong on because in actuality, if you take the strong off, his his Franken beans is just nailed to the cross. All I can imagine is like those little, you know, those little like craft books where it's like make your kid's hot dog into a hot dog man. Yeah, by like yeah. slicing little limbs. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I do have a relevant notebook segment. Okay, let's go to the notebook. Do do do, the- do do do. Let me sing my song. Do 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 There. Way to go, CC Slider. Yeah. Um okay, so there's this art gallery now and there's this little fox man who um spurned the spurned Tom Nook at some point and um Are they lovers? Is that what they were I think they were lovers, but um Red spurned Tom Nook, um, you know, because even his affections were a forgery. And, um... Oh, it- shit. <laughs> so, anyways, you can go buy art. You could go buy art from this fox on this shady little boat. But you can get, like, a statue of David and stuff like that, and their dicks are straight up out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Makes me so happy. <laughs> but it makes me wonder, why not Jesus? Why not for Jesus? Why Why not dicks out for Jesus, frankly? Why Wait. can't we have dicks out for Jesus? <laughs> Wait, is there a crucifix in in Animal Crossing? Oh, certainly not. No, 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 no. There is no religion in Animal Crossing. No, but I was just surprised that they the whole ween was right out there. Oh, well, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> but but maybe it's just kind of like because it's so you know tiny. Oh, they're embarrassed. Christianity is embarrassed of how little it is. Yeah. I well, mean, I don't want... isn't what matters. No, I meant... No, no, no. I meant with David. Maybe it's just like... So it's like, you know how you have to be this tall to ride a roller coaster? Yeah. Maybe it's like, if your dick is like from this size to this size, it's art. So what you're saying is if David had... If David was hung like a freaking horse... <laughs> It wouldn't it be art. Wouldn't, they wouldn't have put him in Animal no, Crossing. No, no, 
it's like it's like you know um facebook if you got tits and they're yeah, over okay, a certain size then it's not it's not then it's lewd and you get taken off of facebook and then you get taken off of facebook for like five months um so it's it's not about the size relative to the body. It's about no. the size on screen. Correct. Yes. So just tiny. It's like little on your little on your switch is just tiny. But what <laughs> if you put your switch in the dock and you put it on the TV? Then it's big. Well, then then it's censored. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> depending how big your TV is. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess if you have like a seventy-eight inch TV. Then, then fucking the police is gonna knock down your door and say, "Get, get that fucking giant slong out of here." We know what you bought from Red, and we're confiscating it. <laughs> Man, I wish David was hung like a horse. That'd be hilarious. That'd be dope. I'd be into art more, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he was just a grower, not a shower. You know, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter the dick size. I just like. I just love I just love a comically large schlong. You have to. You have to love Gotta. it. <laughs> Especially if it's nailed to a crucifix. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, so the I wanna I wanna talk about this man that Scully shot. The one that she put in a coma by shooting him. Yeah, she one. shot him so hard he went into a coma. That's so dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty silly. It's pretty silly. Yes. Um, yes. he's got a big baby head. <gasps> you're right. Yeah, he, he's got a big he, baby head. He looks like a yeah. big baby, a, a boss baby even. <gasps> um, and when we go to him in the hospital, we just sort of slowly glide over his hairy chest. True. And I was just like, oh, wish that were me. But, you know. <laughs> it's, um, like a, it's like a little baby fuzz, too, huh? It is. I was like into a peach. it. Um, not for, not him. No. The concept. Um, Correct. <laughs> and then, so he has a piece of paper in his hand, um, and it says jacket. So I thought it said Joker at first. Crossover event. Yeah. I thought he was a big fan. <laughs> nope he just wants everyone to know about the i, I think the ja- that him having written jacket was actually like kind of an inside nod to the costume department because there were so many good coats in this episode <laughs> it was a good jacket hey 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 check it look at this jacket <laughs> <laughs> just like like monica was wearing a really great coat and then um brad was wearing a really great coat and skinner yeah. was wearing a really great coat it's true it's true. Now, the thing happens that drove me up the fucking wall, and it's 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 the thing that happens where the writers write themselves into a corner, and they just, like, wiggle right out real quick. We're yeah. in that Monica and Scully have a conversation. Monica says, hey, I got this evidence for you. Brad gave it to me. And Scully's like, I don't trust you. I don't trust Brad. Uh... So I'm not going to tell you the meaning behind the note jacket. Mm. And she's very staunch on this. And then Monica, I don't know, resigns to the fact. But two seconds later, Scully's like, well, actually, in his jacket, there was a piece of a spaceship. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she 100% gives up the whole ass ghost. Why even bother? Is this like creating the 
aroma of conflict? I think that's the intention, is that they're like, oh, she doesn't want to give her the answer. But then she does, because we need her to. (laughs) We need her to do that so we can move the plot forward. Sorry. (laughs) So... They take the spaceship piece, they go to the hospital, they go uh-huh. to the man, the the man who Scully put in a coma, they raw dog his ventilator. Yeah, they super do. And they wave the little spaceship piece above him and he's all, he's all better. He brings him right back to good, to the good numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, okay, this is when we find out William is actually Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, he tells them about this, like, pr- prophecy, and I-, I didn't understand it at all. No. No. It was like, it was like, if Mulder lives, then William must die, but if William lives, then he's the savior of all alien kind, blah, 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 he's gonna lead them, and I was like, I don't, none of this makes any sense to me. I'm not parsing any of this. It's, okay, here's, here is my conclusion, because Skelly says... And I quote, um, things have gone terribly wrong from the moment he was conceived. Yeah. Now. Bad sex. Bad, bad sex. Just bad. Just bad ejaculation. I'm going to say this was, um, William was created much like a lot of teen pregnancies happen where there's just pre-cum. Yeah. (laughs) And then she got pregnant with the, just, just, just a little dribbled in. And, uh, and there, there, the Holy, Holy Spirit was born. (laughs) Yeah. Bad from the start. Yeah. So this is a sin, I guess. And so Mulder needs to, uh, I don't know why he needs to die. Well, okay. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Bless. And here's what it says. Okay. According to an ancient prophecy, William is destined to become the savior of humanity, but only if Fox Mulder is still alive. If he dies, William will instead lead the colonists. And here's my question for you. Why, though? Why, though? Why why do it gotta be that way? Why does Mulder have to be involved at all, frankly? Yeah, I just, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, I know, obviously, the question is, like, oh, because it was a prophecy, which is stupid, um, lazy writing. Uh, but where's the prophecy written down? And did they actually say the words, like, Fox Mulder? No, no one read it. Like, I think the guy saw it in Desert Storm. Oh. Oh, he's just, like, there's gonna be a guy. His name's Fox, and he's gonna ejaculate into a woman, and they're gonna make a baby, and the baby's now Jesus. Yeah, the baby's good, but only if his dad's alive. And if his dad's dead, then he's bad. Is it for reasons? For reasons. Is, is that like a Jesus allegory? Was did Jesus' I truly dad die? Don't know. Wait, wait. I have a question for you. Okay. Jesus's dad was Joseph, correct? Yeah. Uh, but also God did like. Do you think mm, Joseph like raised Jesus like a steps like a stepson? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you know, like you know, he didn't create the baby, and so the baby's not his. So he's like, 
you know, stepfathering this baby. So it's going to be kind of awkward. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I don't know. And frankly, where was Joseph the rest of, like, the Bibble? He probably died, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Times were tough. I guess people don't, like, last very long in the Bibble, huh? People were dying all the goddamn time. Oh, okay, okay. Now, here's what what, um, Robert Patrick had to say about it. Great. He said, the baby's the Messiah. I don't understand any of it. I'm Episcopalian. I don't get it. He only eats fish? What? He's Episcopalian. He's Episcopalian. He doesn't get it. He only eats fish. He only eats fish. God. (laughs) Okay, now we're one for one. (laughs) No, that's pescatarian. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (sighs) He's a very... Hey, Al, he's a very special boy. He's an extremely special magic alien boy. He's such a special boy. Is he a super soldier? Don't know. Is he an alien? Don't know. Is he Mulder's son? Do not know. But he's a very special boy. He's so special. He was made of only pre-cum. Boy, I don't think you want a baby with Jesus powers. I presume you would not, no. No. First of all, all your water's getting turned into wine, so it's going to be loose. <laughs> gonna like no 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 that breast milk mm, that's a champagne now baby number two never take a bath he's walking on water you can't get him in the damn stuff (laughs) number three you're giving him some baby num nums and they just fish (laughs) he just multiplies them this is everywhere god (laughs) and that's everything i know about jesus And he had a giant hog. Oh, yeah. Massive hog. That's the other part of it. Which for a baby is very unnerving. Okay. Let's... I'm done with this episode. They go to Alberta, Canada. And Skelly meets with the cult leader. And she's like... He's like, you have to prove to me that Mulder's dead. Then you can see the baby. And then they track... Yeah? No. He says, you need to bring me the head of Fox Mulder. And I'm like, the head? What is this, <laughs> Dragon Times? You need to cut off the tip of of, of Fox Mulder's dick. And, and I'll know. I'll know I'll that's know. the head of the dick. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, find, they find the tent through some tracking, some bad tracking that frankly took too long. And mm-hmm. while they're finding the tent, uh, the baby is crying, and so it's like opening up a portal, and then the aliens leave. Because <laughs> yeah. the baby's too loud? The one thing I did appreciate about this was that they put the baby crying very low in the mix. Yeah. They put everything <laughs> very low. It was a blessing. Um, and so everyone left, and the tent's on fire, and everyone's dead, and Monica And the baby is, is crying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monica Reyes and Scully find a baby. I'm kind of over babies at this point. Well, I got, hey, that's how it ended. But I got a special how it should have ended. Okay. Chris Carter and friends, I know you tried real hard, but you shed the bed again on this one. Nothing to fear, Courtney and Allison are here to clean up the mess that you've done. It's how it should have ended. If you weren't so fucking bad at writing. 
So Monica Reyes and Scully, they uh, they uh, go into the tent and there's people all around and then they find a baby. No one says it's the baby. <laughs> okay. What if, what if, hey, maybe it's just like a baby. Do moms just know that like that's their baby or? I don't think so. I think all babies look the same. I think babies are all identical. I think they're just big, chubby-cheeked babies. And frankly, I don't, I don't think you know tit for tat, really. So they pick up this baby. He's just a regular one. He's just a regular baby. And Scully's like, my precious special boy. And, and this baby is treated like a precious special boy throughout his life. But guess what? Just a normal kid. And what happens to William? Um, oh, he's in space. Mm, perfect. Okay, that's a great place for him to VH. <laughs> oh, he went home with the aliens? Yeah, he, he's one of them. He lives with them. That's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's like, but mom, I don't want to colonize the Earth. <laughs> but they make him call down to mother to, to Scully on Mother's Day. And she's like, wait, what? This baby's wait, not right? This is not the right baby? <laughs> but my one special boy... <laughs> One more thing I want to say about this episode. Yeah. When Doggett wakes up from his coma and yeah. he is in the he's in the chapel and he yeah. starts talking to Monica. Yeah. His voice. Huh? His voice. <laughs> Damn. Is it's very gravelly and good, huh? It's gravelly and low and just it's really good. I liked it a lot. You know when I you have my a, basement. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know when you have a sexual voice after having a cold for a bit. Yeah, that's what happens after you have a coma too. I guess so. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you want to rate this fucker? Let's do it. I rate on a spooky scale. One is not spooky. Five is so spooky. I'm gonna give this a I don't know point. Zero zero three, not spooky. Will not remember it. Okay, I uh, I read on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means it's a great episode. I loved it. I uh, have never seen one of those. Nope. All the way to uh, first person shooter, the worst episode we've watched to date. I'm gonna give this a five. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It's fine. Brad was there. Doggett's voice was hot. The baby was not that loud. <laughs> Jesus' dick was just straight out. Oh, God, if only. That would have made it a four for sure. <laughs> man, oh, manatee. Um, look. <laughs> we have been working hard, and we have very, very, very few episodes of The X-Files left. Yes. Now... If the space cadets want to get a hold of us and cheer us on, because we need some we need some pep in our step, how could they get a hold of us? Oh, they can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Uh, or they can find us on Instagram or Twitter at doublexfiles. We would love just any encouragement that you want to send our way. If you want to talk about some one time that you did see Jesus's dick and what that was like for you. And just kind of like, you know, help. Help. Help us, please. Help, please. Help, help, please. help. <laughs> please make this up. Please, please, please. Once I opened the dam, I couldn't close it. <laughs> oh, buddy. We're so close and we're doing this together, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we sure are. Um, 
speaking of doing this together, we're all in this together. Um, we're part of the Major Cast Network, and it has a bunch of amazing podcasts uh, that are much funnier and better than ours, including this one. Hello there. My name is Katie Wright, and I host Brett Easton Hell Yes, the only podcast dedicated solely to the works of Brett Easton Ellis. Who is Brett Easton Ellis, you may ask? Well, he is the author of such generation-defining novels as American Psycho, Less Than Zero, and The Rules of Attraction. He famously took on such topics as the nihilism and pessimism of the 80s, the entitlement of the wealthy, uh, and the evils of capitalism. Sounds great, right? Well, it's not that simple, because he's also the man who recently wrote a book that's just basically about how much he triggers millennials, uh, and he's also the man who once famously said that women can't direct. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with Brady Stadellis. He's wonderful and terrible. I love him as much as I hate him, and I hope that in listening to this podcast, you will come to feel the same way. So please join me on my journey through the wildly inconsistent and problematic, but deeply delightful sometimes works of Brett Easton Ellis on Brett Easton Hell Yes every Sunday on the Major Casts Network. Hell yeah. Yeah. You ready for predictions? Let's do it. Whose turn to predict? My turn to predict. Ooh. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Did I get points? No, I don't think so. I think you said Mulder would be there. Oh, that doesn't sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say you wanted Mulder to be there. Fine, fine, fine. I think we're at three quarters of a point each. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Okay. Season nine, episode 11. Audrey Polly. Audrey Polly. Written, no, sorry, directed by Kim Manners. Yeah, I mean, they all are, so. Um, Last, uh, actually, this episode was directed by Chris Carter, which is why it was so bad. Well, that answers some questions. Um... Okay, Audrey Polly, maybe she's like a woman that's like a psychic that knows that Mulder's still alive. You think it's going to be a Mulder episode or you think we're just going to be like, hey, shit went down and with a UFO and we're going to just going to we're going to go find a werewolf now. I feel like they have to touch on it. Everybody thinks he's dead. Okay. If they mention Mulder, I'll give you a half point. Okay, and then, yeah, the other half is that um, Audrey Polly is this woman that she's like a psychic and uh, Scully's trying to track her down, but someone's trying to stop that from happening. Manhunt Scully. Okay, 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 okay. And then Scully's going to shoot her three times and put her in a coma. Yeah, as you do. (laughs) Then she'll wake up with a sexy voice. If there's going to, I just, I think they're done with comas. You can't put anyone else in a coma. But also, like, is that, like, a good workaround if you want to have, like, a low gravelly voice? Do you just get someone to, like, shoot you into a coma and then you get to wake up with one? I guess so. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Now, my dude, um, I've got some, uh, 
my uh, metal husband is creating some wieners downstairs, BBQing, I mean. Nice. <laughs> so I got to skedaddle. Okay. Until next time. The truth, truth is, is out there. Out there. Man, I can't stop thinking about Jesus's wiener. I know. What's it like? <laughs> Do you think he's cut or uncut? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know, bud. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun. Stay nasty. And stay major.